Welcome to the Comments and Musings podcast. My name is Francis Lynch, and these are my musings on issues in the social justice, leadership and community service spaces. If you're involved in these areas, you might be interested in these short podcasts. I've been working for 30 years to generate change, and I'm still thinking through what matters. It would be great if you would click the subscribe button for this podcast in iTunes or whatever podcast player you're using, and you'll get each new episode that I release. Do I bring my whole self to the workplace each day? Do I really want my colleagues to bring all of themselves into the workplace, who they really are? If you answer no to these questions, then maybe we're missing out on a lot of engagement and productivity. Let me tell a story. I had a pair of pull-on work boots that I used to occasionally wear with jeans to work. They were pretty well used. They were what I used in the garden and around the house. They weren't very bright and shiny anymore. But as I progressed up the corporate ladder, I stopped wearing jeans and those boots have since fallen apart. It makes me wonder whether there are other parts of myself that used to come to work that have been left behind as I've grown older. I think that most of us choose, either mindfully or not, to bring some parts of our experience and value into the workplace and to leave some parts of ourselves at the front door. I wonder whether as leaders in organisations we make the most of the talents of the people who show up for work. There's an organisational metaphor called the organisation as a machine. It's been around a long time and refuses to die, even though it doesn't have any great applicability for a lot of organisations. Implicit in this metaphor is that each person who's in the company can equally fill any other role in the company as long as they have the right skills and experience and can follow the system, that is, the rules. Also key is that there's no need for creativity and original thinking, as the thinking has already occurred and been put into systems. In this type of work, or this type of workplace, it's no wonder that people leave their creative and playful selves at home. I'm not thinking or pondering about radically new ideas or challenges to this kind of thinking here. But it has got me wondering about what we do as leaders that might be getting in the way of people showing up at work in creative and generative ways. There are some great examples where people have really followed their passion and created something out of nothing. A personal experience of this myself is working with Jenny Middlemas, who created a book, videos and a website called Secret Squirrel Business. Jenny was an amazing person. She came to Rua and pitched an idea to write a book for people living with mental illness. She herself was living with mental illness and could see the lack of information that had been available to her. We had no idea how to fund it what was involved. We just had no idea at all, but we took a punt on her skill and passion and enthusiasm. 
It was a punt that paid off in spades. She had an amazing ability to get people enthused in the project and an unwavering belief that it could be done. She used her creativity and the tenacity that she had learnt in all parts of her life in making the project come off. It was such a loss that she died of cancer only a year after the launch of the book and the website. Another example of uh, this type of um, passion is a woman called Megan Shand at Rua, who I also worked with, and she set up a program called Our Wellbeing. Our Wellbeing provides resources and activities living, uh, for people living in the wheat belt of Western Australia. Again, her vision and drive uh, helped find the resources and the partners who've made a number of activities uh, possible over the last two or three years. She's also brought her experience and skills and her persistence into the workplace and has been prepared to move out of what might be normal workplace roles to get the project happening and to deliver meaningful outcomes to the people in the regions. In both of these examples, uh, space was given for people to fail, to refine and to flourish. It's hard to bring your whole self to the workplace if the work environment works against you. The efficiency needs of an organisation still exist, but we need to use technology to find ways to continue to automate processes, freeing up our people to be doing creative and thinking work that they might not have had time to otherwise. Many firms are experimenting with how they can use new technologies to their advantage. Many are quickly taking on more mobile approaches to work and a vision, or have a vision that will allow people to do their work productively wherever they are. Many people, many staff, want to try out new ways of working and to give feedback on what actually works for them. That's the type of thing I think all organisations need to be looking at and doing. An example might be a software as a service uh, uh, option that I've seen recently called Lumio that promises the prospect of better decision-making approaches, uh, something that I'm certainly keen to trial and I know a lot of other organisations would benefit from as well. In a world where shortened development cycles are normal, we need to make good decisions uh, where everyone who uh, needs to be involved can be heard and we can make the best decisions that are possible. It's also really important to provide ways where people can show their individual individuality and passion to their teammates. One of the practices at Rua, where I was CEO, is to start meetings with a reflection. Team members take turns to organise these beginning few minutes in their own way. They might read a poem, they might show a TED talk or talk about something meaningful to them. There are lots of different ways that these reflections happen. But the reflection times are special to most Rua staff as they learn about each other and it collectively allows the space for each person to bring something more of themselves into the workplace. It's an example of a way of breaching the work uh, personal boundary and encouraging a more whole presence in the workplace. Don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating that there are no boundaries between work and personal lives. 
there does need to be a proper workplace role and behaviours. But I think that the formality and rigidity of some of our organisations can create a space where people don't bring parts of themselves into work that would be of great benefit to the organisation, but also to the person themselves, making for a much better work experience. As a chief executive, I might have been seen as the guardian of the machine, using that metaphor of the machine that I spoke about before. That I would be the ultimate protector of the way that the organisation currently is. But I think much more importantly, as a CEO, I needed to use my power, such as it was, to break down the barriers, to open up the spaces and to allow people to bring more of themselves into the workplace. Then maybe the creativity and other skills that have been left at the door can be brought inside. What are your examples where you've allowed people to be more fully themselves and to show up at work in a new and different way? Thanks for joining me on the Comments and Musings podcast. You can also catch my thoughts at my website, francislynch.me, on Twitter at underscore Francis Lynch and on LinkedIn. And I'd love it if you'd subscribe to this podcast. Thanks and catch you again soon.